you for joining us at Bangalore Revival Center. We are a church that's dreaming revival with God and serving people in love. It is our desire to equip you to represent Jesus and carry his great joy to the ends of the earth. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit dreamingrevival.com. Now, as you listen to the word, we believe that God will minister to you. remember the foundational verse of this series the book of acts chapter 20 and verse 35 let's read it together 1 2 3 go you should remember the words of the lord jesus it is more blessed to give than to receive once again one more time you should remember the words of the lord jesus it is more blessed to give than to receive one more time close your eyes and try to remember this acts chapter 20 and verse 35 you should remember the words of the lord jesus it is more blessed to give than to receive in other words what what the author of acts is saying is hey we all love to hear testimonies about receiving we all love to boast about how much god has blessed us but the bible says our true blessing is in our giving and not in our receiving although we would define our receiving as our highest blessing the bible defines blessing as when we are able to give amen let's uh, read judges chapter 13 and verse 17 this was our context for the last times uh, service and we learned this the bible says then manoah asked the angel of the lord what is your name for when all this comes true we want to honor you what is he saying the uh, the angel had released a word everybody say word. word now what is manoah saying I, i would like to honor you when this comes true in fact manoah had already honored the 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 angel of god manoah had already honored the word by sacrificing to that word already we remember we studied that from judges chapter 13 and and then Uh, you know he's he's going further and saying hey but when the word comes to pass i don't want to just honor the word i also want to honor you i also want to honor the vessel that brought this word you understand what i'm saying so this morning we're going to go a little further and we're going to talk about honoring the man or the vessel that carry the word of god last week and last time we were studying about honoring the word now today we're talking about honoring the man that carry the word i'm not preaching or teaching this so that i can benefit from this i'm teaching this because this is a principle in the word of god amen we also read this particular scripture which i'm going to read it once again first corinthians chapter 9 and verse 7 what soldier has to pay his own expense what farmer plants a vineyard and doesn't have the right to eat some of its fruit what shepherd cares for a flock of sheep and isn't allowed to drink some of the milk we studied this in detail on how when there is a laborer that is working hard to get something done although it may not necessarily be his he has a right to to benefit from what is being produced out of that work we studied this right he said it further in verse 14 he said in the same way who has ordered this come on 
who has ordered apostle paul apostle peter pastor priji who has ordered this come on okay the lord let's read it out in the same way the lord has ordered that those who preach the good news should be supported by those who benefit from it is there anybody in this place who benefit from the word of god who has been benefited from receiving the word of god week after week then the bible says it becomes the responsibility of those that are being benefited to support the ones that are bringing the word of god that are bringing the voice of god amen, amen. so i'm going to give you three particular stories three examples from the bible this morning and we're going to try and learn a few lessons and then we will conclude are you ready for the word okay let's go to second kings chapter 4 and verse 8 this story is a familiar story so we're going to just read through this one day elisha everybody say elisha went to the town of shunem a wealthy woman lived there okay two statements elisha came to this place called shunem and in that vicinity in that town was a very wealthy woman there's no connection whatsoever i mean elisha did not go and prophesy to her elisha did not go and bless her elisha did not do anything to her i mean there's no relationship between elisha and this person and her family but the bible says but the woman as soon as she heard that elisha the prophet of god the prophet of all israel is in is in my town is in shunem the bible says she went looking for elisha and what did she do it says and she urged him somebody say urged you know how do you urge somebody it's not saying sir here is my address you're welcome to drop in for a meal no not not like that urging is irritating you know when when people insist i get very irritated i i'm i'm try not to insist with me you know if you the only person who's insisting i give into is my wife i i usually don't give into anybody who insists but here is a woman of god who has learned some correct principles see she has not really benefited from elisha before but because she values the anointing the voice the word that elisha carries what does she say she says hey, hey wait, wait, wait i i cannot let this man of god leave my town before he has a meal with us and and, and the bible says he she urged him to come to her home for a meal to come to her home for a meal i mean i don't know what tricks she used i don't know what statements she used i don't know how she urged this man of god this man of god i'm sure is a busy man of god he is the senior most prophet of israel you should understand this it's not like one among many you know um, you know the pastors and the leaders that we may have in our towns and cities we've like hundreds of pastors and leaders but here is that one man of god that all of israel has got the the senior most man of god and the bible says that she urged him to the extent that finally elisha said okay fine i will come to your house for a meal you know what is fun the next line it says after that whenever he passed that way without her inviting him he would stop there for something to eat 
So the first time that she served a meal to him, she served it with such honor, with such respect, with such a hospitality that the next time Elisha would come to Shunem, he wouldn't leave the town without going to this woman's house and having a meal there. You know, there are some people whose houses you would visit, you wouldn't want to visit up before the next three years. But here is a woman of God who has hosted a man of God, and, and the man of God is like, man, I wish I get another opportunity to go to Shunem. He was just looking for an opportunity because as soon as he goes to Shunem, he would make sure to stop by at this lady's house for a meal. I'm sure she served him yogurt. I'm sure she served him <laughs> some nice uh, chicken tandoori or whatever he, whatever she did. But the man of God was so happy. And he is like, I, I don't care how busy my schedule is. I have to make space for this lady. You know, there are some things that you can do that can move the heart of God, that can move the heart of the men of God that God has placed in your life. There's some things that you can do, you can do. I mean, we're all waiting for God to speak to the man of God and bring the man of God. I mean, if you read this entire story, okay, read the story, go back and read the story. Never once did God give a word about this lady to the man of God. Never once did God speak about this lady to this man of God. I mean, who is this man? of God. He's a senior most prophet of Israel, right? In fact, there's once when her son is dead and, and she comes uh, and, and, and she's not told anybody that the son is dead and, and uh, you know, and, and she's crying and weeping and everything and, and then Elisha is confused because Elisha is like, God is not speaking anything to me. I mean, God didn't give him anything, any revelation about this woman. But the way that this woman moved in honoring this man received, he, she got so much. In other words, let me, let me tell you like this. Let me explain it like this. Technically speaking, this woman was not Elisha's assignment. See, Elisha will have a word only for the ones that he has a assignment like like there are, there is one time when this woman came to her to Elisha's house even before she came into his house he knew who she is he knew why she is coming he knew what to tell her when she walks in here is Elisha completely blindsided he has no clue about this woman no idea about this woman but this woman the way that she treated this man of God man she she took out of him what was not actually prepared for her I believe I believe that there has to be some desperate people in the house of God this morning some desperate people who are saying I want to partake of this anointing I want to partake of what my man of God carries I want to partake of the ones that are appointed for my blessing amen the Bible says in the next verse she said to her husband see 
now that the man of God is coming very often, she said to her husband, see, I've seen this man of God long enough and I'm sure that this man of God who stops in our home from time to time is a holy man of God. Now she has a better understanding, a better revelation of who this man of God is because now she started to walk with this man of God. She started to, you know, see this man of God and she's seeing that, you know, all my hospitality and honor and love for this man, he's not taking it for granted. He's not taking advantage of it. He's, he's still respectable. He's still uh, kind to me. He's, he's, not, he's not expecting anything in return. And, and, and she was sure that this man is a holy man of God. Okay, she didn't go all out immediately. But when she tested and understood that this man is genuine, she says, okay, now my giving cannot be the same level as yesterday. See, till yesterday, a meal was enough. But now that I understand this man of God in a better uh, way, I have a better perspective about this prophet. Now my giving has to go to the next level. Right? What does, he, what does she do? She said to her husband, Now let us build a small room for him on the roof. I think she was the first person who did Airbnb yeah. in her own house. You know, she, she made a specific room. She built a room. It was not like, okay, we have a spare room. Let's give it to the man of God. No. She went out of her way, meaning she saved up. She put her money aside for that. And she built a room specifically for the man of God. And the Bible says, not only did she build it, she went out of her way to furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. Man, this is five-star treatment that he is getting. Yes, she went out of her way. Out of her way to make sure that this, this room is well furnished. Now, let me tell you this. This is back in those days when there was no flights, there's no, no, no uh, trains, no uh, cars. The man of God would return back to Shunem, let's say once in three to four to five years. It's not like every day the man of God is going to drop in. It's not like this is where the man of God is going to sleep and stay and live for the rest of his life. Once in a while he would come into Shunem. And the, and the lady, she went out of her way to honor the man of God for that one night that he will be in Shunem. She said, hey, I, I'm going to go out of my way to, to provide for you a place. I will build and I will furnish it to make sure that whenever he comes, he will have a place to stay. Not just enough to eat. My last season of revelation was that I need to provide him something to eat. But my this season of revelation requires for him to have a place to stay. She went out of her way. She said, no, no, no. It's not about me. It's not about how he prophesies or doesn't prophesy. I mean, this is a long period of time. No word from the Lord. Nothing. No prophetic word. Nothing. But she is continuing to so honor. Continuing to cook meals. And continuing to save up money to build and to furnish and to... And to, you know, add everything required. And the Bible says, the next verse, in verse uh, 11, one day, Elisha returned to Shunem and he went up to this upper room to rest. One day, okay? Now, Elisha has come back to Shunem after a long time and uh, she introduced uh, him to this room 
and she and finally he went up to his room to rest something happens when your man of god is in a rest position something happens because out of that place when your man of god is resting when the one there is there that you are honoring now you should understand this is not a man of god appointed for this lady but still because of a constant consistent honor into this man of god the bible says when he came to a place of rest when he lied down and he had a good night's sleep when you know there was nothing troubling him nothing worrying him the bible says then he called his servant the next verse he said to his servant gehazi tell the woman from shunem that i want to speak to her i want to speak to her not that god wants to speak to her but i want to talk to her i want to have a conversation with her the next verse when she appeared elisha said to gehazi tell her we appreciate the kind concern you have shown us come on read the next line with me what can we do for you there's a way that you can move the heart of god where god comes to you and says what can i do for you the bible says this about king solomon in first kings 3 he says he sacrificed thousands of bulls and and rams and he went all out sacrificing to the lord that that night god came to solomon and said what can i do for you he's never done this before always the protocol that god has functioned is functioned by is god would come and say if you do this 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 for me then i will do this this is for you if you walk before me blamelessly then i will make you a great nation if you will do this then i will make sure your sons rule on the throne but here comes solomon who gave such a crazy offering to god when god comes and says i don't know what to do for you can you tell me what can i do for you and here is this man of god who is so crazily blessed and and he's at this position of being at rest he's not troubled he's not struggling but he is in a place of rest and and he, then he comes to calls her out and says what can i do for you what can we do for you uh, I, if i was in her place i would have said man of god you are the prophet you know what i need you know and But, but she said and, and he asked can we put in a good word for you to the king or to the commander of the army she said no no my family takes really good care of me i don't need any favors nothing at all and then she left then the man of god still couldn't sleep he is like man this lady has blessed me so much i i cannot leave this house without blessing her can you imagine that can you imagine coming to that place where 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 your giving where your honor goes to that extent that a man of god that walks into your house would would find it uneasy would find it unethical would find it unscriptural you know to 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 walk out of your house without blessing you the bible says in the next verse later you know later that day we don't know how much later it could be a day a week or how much ever later now the man of god is still not at rest and the man of god calls his assistant pastor you know gehazi says what can we do for her why don't you tell me what can we do for her 
What is it that is missing in her house? What is it that she doesn't have? What is it that, that she's not telling us? Because I prayed about it. I sought the Lord about it. I have no revelations. It's almost like, you know, she doesn't exist in God's radar, you know? So you tell me what can we do for her? What can we give her? And then Gehazi replied, she doesn't have a son. Here was this assistant pastor who was going and scouting the house and saying, what is it that is lacking in the house? Because uh, he knows that the, the lady is not going to tell the man of God. So he had prepared the answer. The next time the man of God asks, I will tell him what is it that is missing in the house. He says, she doesn't have a son and her husband is an old man. Now probably she has daughters. Probably, I mean, it doesn't, the Bible doesn't say she didn't have children. It doesn't say that she was barren. Just that, you know, uh, you know, she was in this place where, you know, she was satisfied. You wouldn't find her discontent. The Bible says that this Gehazi told her, told uh, the prophet she doesn't have a son and her husband is, a, is an old man. Then the man of God called her back, said, call her back again. And Elisha told her, uh, Gehazi. And the woman returned. Now, now, I want you to understand this, okay? Now, Elisha is about to prophesy to this lady. And the Bible says, and as she stood in the doorway. In other words, she's come to the room that she has built and she has furnished and, and she has given to the man of God. But she's standing in the doorway. As if it was, it's not her house. She's already given the ownership of that room to the man of God. She's standing at the doorway. You know, sometimes when we give to our men of God, we're like, so, so what did you do with that money? You know, so, so where did you wear that shirt? So can you show me a picture of uh, what you're doing with it right now? I know it's only 18 years since I gave it to you, but I hope you still have it. <laughs> but here is this woman of God who has given it to the man of God and she's left the ownership of this house. She says, it's no longer mine. I've given it to you, man of God. I'll stand here at the doorway. It's yours. You know, and she didn't walk like she owned the house. She stood at the doorway. And, and as she stood at the doorway, the Bible says the prophet gave a word. Not because he had heard from God, because his assistant pastor told him that they don't have a child. They don't have a son. Next year, at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. He gave a word without praying about it, without hearing from the Lord. He just said, next year. Mind you, because the honor that you have given me, the, the kind of honor that you have given me, it is so much that I cannot leave this place without releasing this word over your need. I know that you have not even asked for it. I know that you have not honored me so that you can get all this. But the honor that you have invested into my life has brought this out of me. And what did he give her? He gave her what he was anointed for. He was anointed for prophesying. And that's what he gave. When you sow into an anointing, when you sow into the anointed, when you honor somebody that is specifically anointed for something, you receive from what he is anointed for. You receive. Here is, here is Elisha who is anointed to prophesy. And the Bible says she honored Elisha to such an extent that Elisha is like, I have to prophesy to you now. 
He had not even heard from God, but he says, now I have to, because the anointing has been provoked by your giving. The anointing that I carry, it has been provoked by your honor. Now I have to release a word. It's, a, it, it, it's not like I would like to. He says, I have to release a word to you this morning. And the Bible says he released a word. And, and, and when he released the word, she started crying. She's like, oh man of God, don't read it with me don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that in other words she had come to a place where she had stopped hoping and believing and praying for a child for praying for a son and, and, and the word from the man of God lifted up her spirit and it was enough to bring back the hope that she had lost. I believe that there is some people in this place that your giving and your honor and your willingness to sacrifice, sacrificially honor the anointed men of God that God has placed over your lives are going to bring back hope into those areas that you've given up on. Into those areas that I, you, you, you say you think that I will never do this. I don't think I can ever make it in this area. I don't think I can ever, ever be there. The Lord says this morning your hopes are going to be revived in Jesus name. Your, your giving is going to release the hope back into those areas of your life because that, that word that comes from the heart of God is enough to bring back hope. That word, that one word it doesn't have to be a sermon it doesn't have to be hundreds of things. One statement and it doesn't even have to be from God it has to be just a random statement that the man of God is making who and this man of God who drops into your house once in four years makes a random statement. That one word is enough to bring back your hope in Jesus name. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. The next verse the Bible says and sure enough the woman soon became pregnant and at that time the following year she had a son just as God had said just as Elisha had said. There's something that you can do to provoke the anointed men that God has given you. The anointed people that God has placed over your life. Now here is a prophet, okay? This is a prophet who is well known in Israel. So it's very easy to honor a prophet who is very well known and, you know, and is walking in these signs and wonders and everything. But when we see somebody who is not so famous and who is probably struggling in his own life, it's very hard to honor that person. Am I right? Can I give you an example from the Bible where the people of God honor somebody who is weak? Let's read Galatians chapter 4. It says, surely, this is Apostle Paul talking to the church at Galatia. And he says, surely you remember that I was sick when I first brought you the good news. In other words, see, the, the church at Galatia came because Paul was sick. It happened because Paul was sick. It was not Paul's assignment to preach in Galatia or to plant a church there. But when he was traveling from Hinnur to Silkboard, on the way he had tummy trouble and he stopped at Kearpuram. That's exactly what happened. He was traveling from point A to point B and you know for whatever reason he fell sick. 
we don't know the extent of the sickness we don't know what sickness it was he fell sick and the bible says you remember that i was sick when i first came to you when i first brought the good news to you the other translation you should go back and study this is that that you are not even on my plan but because of my sickness i had to stop at your place i had to stop there the next verse it says but even though my condition tempted you to reject me you did not despise me or turn me away see when 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 elisha comes it's very easy to honor and respect and build a house and 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 to and to you know furnish it and to make, do all of that but here is a man of god who is broken who is who who doesn't look like he can he can ever release a word for you we check this out these guys they honored him to such an extent that the good news got preached to them see what what was paul's anointing paul's anointing was to plant churches wherever he went revival broke out wherever he went you know people got saved wherever he went you know churches got planted and that's exactly what happened in galatia the people in galatia when they accepted apostle paul when they welcomed him in the bible says it it was to such an extent that paul stopped by and he started preaching to them he started giving them the word of god he started giving them the voice of god and he started telling them how they can be saved and guess what happens as a result of it a church got planted in that place like i told you whenever you sow into an anointing whatever the anointed man carries will overflow into you will overflow into your house will overflow into your church will overflow into your city and into your nation amen and that's exactly what happened and how did these guys receive him i'll read the next part of this verse what did they do first they did not reject him right come on are you are you still here okay they they did not reject him but they received him not only did they receive him they took him in and they cared for him that was what provoked the the word to come out that is what provoked the release of their anointing that is what provoked that uh, the the anointing that Paul was carrying to be released into the city of Galatia the bible says not only did you take me in and care for me the next line it says you took me in as though i were an angel of god would you receive an angel of god this morning you don't know because you've never seen an angel how would you receive an angel of god see see let me explain this to you this is a man who is broken who is hurting who is sick okay you you, you can't pray and expect a man of god who is unwell himself to pray and heal our sickness right <laughs> I mean like they are not expecting anything from this man they are just they are just saying hey I don't care about what you can give us or what you cannot give us we just going to honor you we just going to treat you like an angel of god like an angel of god like somebody who has been with god like somebody who has access relationship to god that's how we're going to treat you and the bible says are you ready for the next line how did they receive him 
now read the entire verse once again. No, you took me in and you cared for me as though I were an angel from God or even Christ Jesus himself. Wow. How would you receive Jesus this morning? How would you respond and welcome and celebrate Jesus if he was standing here? How would you, what would you want to do for Jesus if Jesus was, was visiting our church? The Bible says that is how the church at Galatia honored this Paul the first time that he came there. So it was not Paul's plan or intention or assignment to plant a church there. But because these guys did not reject him, took him in and and, and cared for him and and treated him as an angel of God and and treated him like he is Jesus Christ himself. You know, let 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 me explain the word Christ. Do you know what? What is, what is the word Christ means? The anointed one. In other words, they treated Paul, the sick guy, as the anointed one. No wonder the anointing that Paul carried manifested in that place. No wonder. And Paul writes to them and he says, verse 15, he says, Hey, where is that joyful, come on loudly, read it with me. Where is that joyful and grateful spirit that you felt back then? I'm sure that if I would have asked, you would have taken out your own eyes and given to me if it had been possible. Check this out. These guys, when they received Apostle Paul for the first time, okay, they were so crazy. They had become so all out in, in receiving and respecting and honoring and loving this man of God. That Paul says, hey, I know, I know your heart at that time was so crazy that if possible, if there was a way, you would have given me your eyes. You would have gouged out your own eyes and you would have given them to me, Paul says. Ouch. See, we we heard the story of a woman of God who went all out in building a house and and, uh, furnishing it. But here is a group of people who are willing to give out their own eyes. And Paul says, hey, where is that spirit? He's writing to the church after a long time and he's saying, hey, where is that joyful and grateful spirit? Another translation says, where is that blessedness? Where is that blessedness? What happened to that blessed state of yours? The Bible calls it a blessed state. You know, you know, we, 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 our honor for men and women of God, they, it declines over a period of time. The more we become familiar to them, the more we are like, ah, we know him. Uh, we know everything about him. Yeah, it's okay. We know. Yeah, when he first came, we were willing to gouge out our eyes to him. But, but now we understand him. I, now, now it's okay. Now we have other very recent anointed ones that are coming. Most recent anointing that is coming into town. And, and that is what brings our failure. That is where we start failing. That is where we start failing. And, and you may be like, hey, you know what? My pastor is neither a prophet nor is he a sick guy. You know, what should I do? Let me, let me tell you, let me tell you that whoever you honor, whatever you so honor into, 
And, and it doesn't have to be a pastor. It doesn't have to be a prophet. It doesn't have to be a man of God. Wherever you sow honor, wherever you give to honor the anointing. You know, some people carry the anointing to make wealth. Do you understand that? Some people are anointed to make wealth. Do you want to make money? You go and sow money into those guys. Simple as that. You want their anointing to manifest in your life, you sow money into their life. Some people, they are anointed to heal the sick. You need, you need a healing in your own life before they come and lay hands on you and pray for you, before they get a word from the Lord. Don't wait for all of that. You know, we are sitting in front of the, front of the television saying, oh, today the pastor will give, call out my name. Or you come to church saying, today he will call out my condition. No, don't do that. Wait, you, why shouldn't you move the man of God with your, with your giving? Why don't you move them with your giving? Can I give you one more story before I close? This is in the Old Testament again. 1 Kings chapter 10 and verse 1. When the queen of Sheba heard of Solomon's fame, which brought honor to the name of the Lord, she came to test him. Everybody said test him. With hard questions. She didn't, she didn't really come to receive from him, but you know, she came to test. Is this really true? She really wanted to know if this things that I'm hearing about King Solomon, Solomon is real or not. She is not coming because she has a need, you know. See, there was a need that the Shunammite lady had. There was a need that the church at Galatia had before they had heard the gospel. They needed Jesus. But here is a queen who is coming to King Solomon. She has no needs. She, she's not coming because she, she needs something. She only heard about King Solomon and the Bible says she traveled a long distance and she came because she heard there is somebody in Jerusalem who is honoring the name of the Lord. That's what it says. Somebody who is honoring the name of the Lord, let me go and test the anointing and see if this guy is for real. That's all. He's not even going to receive something. He, she's just going to test the anointed guy. But guess what? See, even when Jesus was on the earth, there were several people that came to test Jesus. You know that? Yeah. But when Jesus saw them, he, he was really upset with these guys. I'll read out what, what Jesus spoke about them. Okay. It's in Matthew chapter 12. But you know, if you go and read these guys, Jesus was very irritated with these guys because when they came to test Jesus, there was no honor in that testing. But here is Queen Sheba who has come to test King Solomon. And she comes with honor. Read verse 2 with me. 1, 2, 3, go. She arrived in Jerusalem empty-handed. No, she arrived in Jerusalem with a large group of attendants and a great caravan of camels loaded with spices, large quantities of gold and precious jewels. How did she come? Loaded. That's the only way to describe this. She came loaded. She came loaded with spices, gold, and 
dress. I mean, she's come not actually to receive from King Solomon. She's come to test and see if this guy is for real. Yeah? But still, in her testing of the anointed one, her testing of this anointing, she's saying, I'm not going to go empty-handed. See, there are people who went to receive a word from the prophet. Like, you know, we studied about Saul and his servant going to Samuel. They needed an offering because they needed a word from the prophet. But here is Queen Sheba. She didn't need anything. She just went to test and see. The Bible says she carried so much. And, and after she had this conversation and this brilliant experience with King Solomon, verse 10, it says, Then she gave the king a gift of 9,000 pounds of gold and great quantities of spices and precious jewels. Read that next line. Never again were so many spices brought in as those the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. In other words, Queen Sheba's giving became a historic giving. Never again. That was a once in a lifetime giving. I'm about to prophesy over some of you. Are you ready for this? God will cause your giving to be historious. Your, your giving will create and make history. You know, we are all waiting for our receiving to make history. No, no, no. The Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. And let me tell you, your giving, your blessed giving is going to make history. I release that over your life. That you will have so much. The royalty you carry in your DNA. The royalty that you carry in your spirit. The royalty that you carry in your womb. You will be able to give so much. That it will create history. It will create history. I receive that in my own life. I receive that in my own life. That my giving has to, has to create a history in my generation. That nobody can surpass my giving. Come on now. Come on now. Do you believe that the Lord will use you in that manner? In a unique manner? Nobody else, nobody else provoked Paul to stop and plant a church in spite of him being sick. Nobody else made a, a house for Elisha. Nobody else came to King Solomon with so much wealth and spices. And you may be like, Pastor, I don't have so much. What do you have? What do you have? What can you do to create history with your giving? In your, in your willingness to give. In fact, Jesus referred to this incident in Matthew chapter 12. He said, the queen of Sheba will stand in, stand up against this generation on the judgment day and do what? Praise them? And? And condemn it. Why? The queen of Sheba, the Bible says, will stand up against our generation, our churches today, our people today, and condemn us. Why? Let's read the next line. He says, for she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Come on, are you ready for this? Now, someone greater, somebody say greater. greater. Now that's what, that's what, that's Old Testament giving, brother. But, but there is somebody who is greater than Solomon who is in our midst. 
We have somebody who is greater than Melchizedek that we serve. We have somebody greater than all the Old Testament prophets and all the, all the men and women of God in the Bible. That's the one that we serve today. And the Bible says we have somebody greater than Solomon who is here, but you refuse to listen to this guy. Can I, can I say this out to you guys? You know, your colleges that you pay millions and lakhs and millions and thousands of rupees to will stand in judgment against you on the judgment day. Saying, hey, you had so much money to give to a college, to a, to a hospital, to all these other places to receive, receive wisdom and, and health and, you know, all these things from. But, but compare that to your giving. Here is somebody who is greater than your college. Here is somebody who is greater than, 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 than your hospital. Here is somebody. Let me tell you this. If, if you're going to be spending, let's say, 1,000 rupees on your hospital bill, make sure that you're spending more in the house of God giving to Jesus. Let me also say it like this. If you're spending, let's say, you know, three lakhs in studying a particular course when you pass out and get a job make sure to give more than that three lakhs to Jesus why because Jesus is greater than Solomon guys Jesus is greater than that 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 college that you that university that you passed out from Jesus is greater than everybody else that you give this money to to receive something from them Jesus is greater than that you know, I, I was transiting in Ethiopia recently on my way back from uh, Nigeria and I learned that the Ethiopian currency is better than the Indian currency. Did you know that one Ethiopian currency is like three or four rupees? I was like shocked because I've not really heard of any African currency that is, you know, that is, that is more valuable than Indian currency. And I'm like, man, this queen of Sheba, she did something right. Which 2,000 years later, her descendants are still enjoying the benefit of it. With all the poverty and all the challenges and all the crazy things, the nation is still blessed. It's one of the most widely, the Christianity is so widely spread in this nation. Because of what this one lady gave to King Solomon. Who is not even as great as our King Jesus. Come on now. Jesus called to Jerusalem in Matthew chapter 23 and he said, Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. You know in the New Testament, if you read throughout New Testament, you would see the word Jerusalem being used for the church. You know in the book of Revelation where you talk about the church coming, uh, where it say, talks about the bride, it says the new Jerusalem who is coming down from heaven is the bride of Jesus. Who is the bride of Jesus? The church is the bride of Jesus, right? The Jerusalem is equated with the church in the New Testament. In other words, what Jesus is saying is, oh my dear bride, my dear church, you who kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. 
Jesus is saying, hey, I wish I could help you. And I do want to help you. But this is what you're doing. Instead of honoring the anointed ones that I have sent to help you, you're, you're stoning them. You're killing them. The next line, he says, how often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings. But you wouldn't let me. How many of you know that you're giving and you're honoring and you're blessing your man of God or the woman of God that God has given you? It is not for their blessing. It is for your protection. That's what it says. This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to gather you like a hen gathers her chicks and I wanted to protect you. I wanted to release a covering over your life. But you wouldn't let me. Why? Because you were stoning and you were killing and you were talking against and you were fighting and you're dishonoring the same man of God that God has appointed to protect you. And then you're wondering, why is it that I'm faced with attacks all around? And then you're wondering, why is it that things don't go well with me? And Jesus said the next verse, he said, hey, and now look, your house is abandoned and desolate. Is there anybody in this place who's feeling that your house is abandoned, that your family is desolate? The Lord is releasing a word. He says, for I tell you this, you will never see me again until you say blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Until you declare blessings on the one. Until you release your honor on the one that comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus is saying, hey, you want a revelation of who I am? You want me to come to your house? You need to first honor the one that comes in the name of the Lord. You need to bless the one that comes in the name of the Lord. In fact, he was quoting Psalm 118 and verse 26, which we're going to make it our declaration this morning. Are you ready? Bible says bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord we bless you from the house of the Lord once again come on bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord we bless you from the house of the Lord once again bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord we bless you right here from the house of the Lord this morning may God provoke you to bless and honor the ones, the ones, the anointed ones, the, the sent ones that God has released over your life. Because when you, when you honor them, two things happen in your life. One, it, it unlocks the anointing that they carry and it begins to manifest in your life. The second thing that it does is it releases God's presence over your life. It says, Jesus said, I will not come to you again till you honor the one that is sent for you. You want God's presence, you have to learn to honor and give and bless the ones that God has specifically assigned and sent for you. Can you read this next statement with me? Come on, one, two, three, go. Honoring and blessing the anointed and the sent ones in our lives will unlock God's presence and that anointing in every area of our lives. Once again, come on. Honoring and blessing the anointed and the sent ones in our lives will unlock God's presence and that anointing in every area 
area of our lives one more time one last time honoring and blessing the anointed and the sent ones in our lives will unlock God's presence and their anointing in every area of our lives amen we don't want to be the ones that that will dishonor the ones that God has sent for us amen and what better way to honor than to than to give the Bible says honor the Lord with your substance you know I'm not teaching this because I need you to honor me I'm teaching this because this will be for your protection I'm teaching you this because this will be for your blessing I'm teaching you this because some of our blessings are locked because we choose to ignore the man of God who has come to Shunem. We're waiting for the man of God to come to our house. We're waiting for King Solomon to travel to Ethiopia. We're waiting for, you know, the, 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 the man who is sick to be well and come and plant a church here so that we can go and honor him. No. This is a season when, and I'm not just talking about pastors. You have to look out for the area of needs in your life. And you say, you look out for people that are anointed in those areas. Why don't you go and sow honor into those areas? If you're praying for parenting, look for somebody else who has done a good job at parenting. And go and sow into their life. If you're praying for an anointing to study well, look for somebody who is wise like Solomon and go and sow into their lives and you will see their wisdom manifest in your life. If you're praying for money, go and give money to the, not to the poorest people, to the richest people that you know, who know how to make money. Go and give money to them. And you wait and watch how the anointing that they carry will begin to manifest in your life. You know, you're waiting for somebody to come and give you a word about your marriage and then you will give them money. No. If you're praying for your marriage, if you're praying for God to release the right marriage partner, why don't you look for somebody else who has got a good marriage partner and you go and sow money into their life? If you're praying that God will bless you with a house, go look for the guy who has a really nice house and go so and bless them with something. Buy something for their house. And do something for them. I'm telling you, the same anointing will manifest for you. Do whatever it takes to provoke the anointing of God in the people, in the sent ones that are placed around you. Let us not be the ones that will kill or stone the ones that God has appointed for us. Amen? We're going to do the communion right now. But as we do the communion, I want us to be in that place where, where, we, where we repent of our past dishonor. Just, just close your eyes for a minute. Anytime you have dishonored a man of God, dishonored a woman of God, dishonored somebody that carried an anointing, just because you didn't understand what they carried, just because you didn't know what is it that they have, what is it that they didn't have, you dishonored them with your words. You dishonored them with your voice. This morning is your morning to change that. This morning is your morning to just repent of that. Just open your heart to the Lord and say, Lord, give me the grace to change this particular thing about me. 
Give me the grace to honor my man of God. Give me the grace to honor the anointed ones that you have sent for me, for my blessing. Give me the grace in this season to honor them. Release honor back wherever I have dishonored, Lord. Release honor back. Give me, give me the grace to let go of hurts. Give me the grace to let go of unforgiveness. Give me the grace to be, be kind and generous in this next season of my life. Give me the grace to change the way that I respect and respond to my men and women of God. Thank you for tuning in. We believe that you are blessed by the word. We would love for you to be our guest on any of the weekends on a Saturday night service at 7pm or a Sunday morning service at 11am. For more information, please visit our website dreamingrevival.com.